0: Hello and welcome to True to the Bible podcast with Hunter Davis. Thanks for joining us for this special series, Women's Conference 2023 on Fellowship. This is Stillwater Bible Church's women's conference that they held in 2023, and they had several breakout sessions as well as a special guest speaker. We hope that you enjoy these lessons. Thanks again for joining us.
1: My voice has been gone, and this is the first day I actually have normal tone in my voice. So I'm really excited. So, if it does crack and sound weird, I don't know. I've had laryngitis of the on my voice box but I'm not sick um, mm-hmm. so if it goes out just bear with me try to focus not on my horrible voice but the content mm-hmm. um, a little bit about me um, my name is Barrick Barrick um, I've lived we lived in Stillwater off and on for over ten years we're from a small town Morrison a little north here um, my husband and I have been married for almost 15 years we got married at the old age of 20 Um, We have three wonderful kiddos. Um, I have scout who's 11, and Smith who's 7, and then Eleanor who's 4. We live outside of town a little ways on a little farm that we like to call Cedar Village. You'll get a little more information on that the further we go. Um, And if anyone that knows me knows that I love to read, um, and I'm also very competitive. So we're going to start out with a fun little game. Okay, so... um, if you turn to page 16 on your breakout session two notes and number it one to 10, <clears throat> this game goes along with the content, it's not random. I have 10 lines that are from movies or books that are well-known movies and books. And so um, I've got, Prizes for the ones who can get the most lines, okay? If you're well-read or well-watched, you're gonna do great. No discussing with the people next to you. This is your own knowledge, not your friends, okay? The first one, okay? I'm not gonna tell you if it's a book or movie, you just have to figure that one out. Um, The first one, the first line is, you complete me. It's a very famous line, you see it all the time. There's lots of memes for it too. I know Kittle knows. <laughs>
2: okay,
1: this one's a little bit longer. Um, it's. You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. I said I love to read. The third one is, every atom of your flesh is as dear to me as my own. In pain and sickness, it will still be dear. Number four rose you're no picnic all right spoil little brat even but under that you're the most amazingly astounding wonderful girl woman i've ever known these
2: could be books or movies yeah, right okay. yeah.
1: and some of the books have been made into movies. Okay. Most good books have tried to be made into a computer. Number five is So I Can Kiss You Anytime I Want. And some of you, if you're really good girlfriends or wives, you'll know the Men movies. Uh, number six is, no, you stay alive, submit. Do you hear? You're strong, you survive. You stay alive no matter what occurs. I will find you no matter how long it takes, no matter how far, I will find you. <laughs> this was a book made into a movie. <clears throat> the book was better, though. Always. <laughs> <All this is. laughs> Although, Daniel day did a pretty good job. <laughs> Number seven is, he stopped and glared at her. It's a lifetime commitment in my book, lady. It's not an arrangement you nullify when things get a little tough to bear. Number eight is, how about coffee, drinks, dinner, a movie for as long as we both shall live? (laughs) Number nine, if by my life or death I can protect you, I will, you have my sword. I know that one. <laughs> okay, the last one. I feel like this one's everyone can feel really confident about this one. Then the man said, at last this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman. Just the book, you don't have to know the book. <laughs>
2: I'll
1: give it to you if you just got the book. <laughs> Does anyone would like another repeat of any of them? Any of my extra competitive friends out there?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, We're, I'm gonna go over the answers. Okay, no cheating. You don't write them in as I go. <laughs> my nickname in high school might have been Shortcut Casey because my maiden name was Casey. and. At all costs, you win. Sometimes that <laughs> might mean a little cheating on the side. <laughs> I've matured. It's not, now you don't. So, no, I'm cheating. <laughs> okay, so number one, anyone? Jerry Maguire. Jerry, Jerry Maguire.
2: <laughs>
1: number two, this was a book that's tried to be made into a movie several times. Any? Pride Pride and Prejudice. Yes, Pride and Prejudice. Number three is my all-time favorite. My third daughter's middle name is from this. Jane Eyre. Um, Number four, the name Rose should have given it away. Titanic. I love how he calls her out, but then he's like, but you're the best, (laughs) even though you have all these
2: faults.
1: (laughs) Number five, sweet home home Alabama. Um, Number six, (laughs) the last of the Mohicans. He says it to her, they're in a cave and they're coming. They're having to depart. And he says, I will find you, no matter how far. It's a really good line. Um, Number seven, no one knows number seven? Brandy, where are you at? I didn't give yeah, instructions because I
2: walked in late.
1: Mallory, where are you at? Mm-hmm. Redeeming love. Uh, uh, I'll read it, close. read, close the
2: quote again. Okay.
1: This is what Michael says. He stopped and he glared at her. It's a lifetime commitment in my book, lady. It's not an argument, an arrangement you nullify when things get a little tough to bear.
2: What is that, word? Redeeming love. love.
1: <laughs> he wouldn't say that. Yeah. Totally a Michael thing. <laughs> um, number eight. You've got Mel. You've got mail. Tom Hanks tells her that right before she parts to go get ready to meet the person in the park. Um, number nine. Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Aragorn sells it to Frodo. <laughs> All right. Even though technically the books are all one book, but they're written in segments. Um, okay, number ten.
2: Genesis. 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 Very good.
1: Very good. It's Genesis two. Nice, Atira. <laughs> Very good. Okay, did anyone get all ten? It's alright, it's alright. Nine? Anyone get nine? Eight? Oh man. Seven. Hey! Alright. So you get to pick. And these prizes are for your hu- husband or significant other. They're men prizes. Because we're gonna be talking about our men. So I've got a thingamabob bob that's a cook's on your keychain. It's got all the mint man things. I've got a little um Wallace that says, the greatness of a man is not in how much wealth he acquires, but in his integrity and his ability to affect those around him positively. And then I've got some beard balm, because I know there's a lot of men in our church that have some seriously good (laughs) (laughs) beards. So Duke Cannon is one of my favorite manly man products that I found at uh, Typo Market and Whiskey Crease. They have the best men gifts for men that they just love. Okay, did anyone get six? Hey. Okay, you guys get to decide which one. Oh. Here you go.
0: Oh, I just... You know, <laughs> our husbands could swap. That's true. <laughs> but you you pick, Tammy. You're going to pick. I am. Okay. Be decisive. Okay. To decide is not to
1: decide. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, so if you need any good man gifts, Iba market has a good section and their proceeds like uh, 30% of their proceeds go to veterans so I love supporting that too. Okay break the ice a little bit. Okay so now I have a little survey that are going to be um, things we've heard that women describe men in these certain ways. Um, and so I want you to check Ones that you either would describe your man at some times or um, a man in your life that you know.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you guys like that paper quality? (laughs) It's great.
0: Really scary. <laughs> As you're looking at these, Have um,
1: do a lot of these uh, terms or sayings, you've heard these, right? A lot of them? Most of them? Um, and at any given time throughout your dating or um, even your marriage, you might have thought of these at some, given, at some point in your time of uh, your husband in these ways. Um, so the objective today is to better understand how God created man in his image with certain attributes. Understanding these attributes will lead to a greater fellowship with our husbands or, or significant others. Um, now, I'm gonna preface this, that these can be derogatory terms that you've used, but that's not the goal today. We're going to look at these in a positive manner and how these things are good attributes, not in the negative light of the worldly side of things. So I don't want you to check in these and be like, oh yeah, that's <laughs> totally <laughs> mine. <my. laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here to build up our husbands to have better fellowship and cohesiveness, not to tear down. Um, But just know that yes, these can be used because we are flesh, fleshy, sinful people, that they can be derogatory, but we're not going to focus on that today. We're gonna focus on the positive and how we can go home and better understand and be more graceful at times with our husbands, okay? So we're gonna start, I'm gonna start with, um, there's, we got four attributes we're gonna go over today. Okay, and so I'm going to list out a few of them, okay, if you check these, okay, if you check mister Fixit, Workaholic, Independent, Objective, Adventurous, and Decisive, okay, I'm going to label that attribute as Lord of the Earth, and what do I mean by Lord of the Earth, okay, Lord of the Earth, a, a quick um, definition is that, um, is created man in his image to rule the earth as God's viceroy. Okay, so if you have your Bible or an app on your phone, we're going to be reading from Genesis one, starting at verse twenty-one. Because when I like when I give certain things, I love to back it up with scripture and where we get um, these ideas from. What's what's more authority than the Word of God, right? And I love to start. A book at the beginning, so we're going to start at the book of beginnings of Genesis. <clears throat> and just like Patty said, I'm going to give you time to get to the scripture. Verse uh, chapter one, verse twenty-one. We'll start there. We'll go through twenty-eight. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind and God saw that it was good. Then he said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female female he created them god blessed them and god said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth okay so i'm going to go over a few terms of what lord of the earth like we talked about we when we read we had rule subdue fruitful and viceroy okay so rule When you go to the dictionary, it talks about to exercise extreme power, control, or authority to determine or decide a matter, to govern, direct, to guide, and influence, okay? So subdue is to conquer, to bring into subjection, to tame, to make submissive, fruitful, we've got producing much, very productive, prolific, bearing children, and viceroy is a governor or ruler of a country, province, or colony who rules in the name of the king. Okay, so Lord of the earth. We've got Mr. Fix-It, workaholic, independent, objective, adventurous, indecisive. How do those attributes come into Lord of the earth? So I have an example for you. So we bought um, some property um, five years ago that was solid cedar trees. We got a good deal on it because no one can vision anything, but, well, that's a lot of cedar trees. I'm not dealing with cedar trees. Um, So we bought it, um, and little by little, we've um, cut down cedar trees by chainsaw, by skid steer, um, by dozer work. Um, And so we've built our home on it, and we still have a little rectangle of cedar trees, and our home sits in the center. But what Lance did, as an example of what uh, Lord of the Earth is, is that he cut down some of the big, round cedar trees, and we took them to his sawmill. And he brought them back. And he built me a Cadillac of chicken coops out of those cedar (laughs) boards. Um, And so, and then what that did, it was housed my chickens safe from predators. And what that is allowed them to safely lay eggs. So now we produce chicken eggs. So that is one way that my husband um, does those certain attributes of Lord of the Earth. Did anyone put any of those attributes down that they would describe their husband? Mm -hmm. Can you think of an example of of how I just gave you an example.
2: I appreciate that my husband is decisive because that's not a strength of mine and I can follow his leadership. I'm very thankful for that attribute in him.
1: Yes, it's very good. It's so true. So true. I love that too. Sometimes it's annoying. It's like, how, how can you just make that decision so easy? Mm-hmm. What if I'm like, that's tomorrow's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let's deal with today. It's very good. Um, what about, like, Mr. Fix-It? There was a time where we changed a pedestal sink to a, like, a deep laundry sink. And it wasn't going so well. And it was just like, do you want to call our friend that's a plumber? Do you want some help? How many load trips are you going to make? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? But instead of looking at as a negative, and I was turning it and thinking, oh, that's diligence. He's... he's committing to it. He's going to fix it, and he's going to do it right. No, if it takes two weeks, it takes two weeks, right? Um, Very good. Okay, does anyone have any questions about Lord of the Earth or any other examples that they would be like, oh, that makes sense. God, God literally gave him those desires and attributes that not only did he give him to him that it, it makes us better understand our husbands, but it makes us understand our own creator because he was created in his image. And seeing those things in him allows us to fellowship better with him and our creator. Okay, husband men. If you checked, hard-headed, stubborn, breadwinner, brings home the bacon, competitive, or he is so physical. And that could mean... A lot of things. It can mean in your relationship as husband and wife. It can mean with your children. It can mean doing things in the house. It's like, wow, you're gonna break, stop, slow down. <laughs> like, why are you, just keep, your hands, keep your hands to yourself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I see that, I even see that having two daughters and a son and the difference there. Yeah. My son is so much more physical. Like even his hugs, like, you're just not me out of breath, like, where's the gentleness,
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um. And so we're going to read from Genesis 2, sticking with Genesis, and we're going to start at verse 5. We're going to jump from two to 5 to 8, and then 15, and then we're going to finish in 18. Now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. But a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Then the Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed out of the ground to the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. Okay, we're going to go to 8. Oh, I'm just read it, And then 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it the Lord God commanded the man saying from any tree of the garden you may eat freely but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die then the Lord God said it is not good for the man to be alone I will make him a helper suitable for him and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them and whatever the man called a living creature that was its name the man gave names to all the cattle, and to the birds of the sky, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not a found a suitable helper, suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at the place. Then the Lord fashioned, God fashioned into a, a woman the rib which he had taken from the man, and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh and she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Okay, so man, husband man was man created to cultivate the things and persons within his realm in partnership with woman the helper. okay? <coughs> cultivate <coughs> term um, is to improve or develop by care, training or study to promote the development or growth of something. To keep is to preserve, to store up, to maintain, to finish. Okay, so we've got <clears throat> hard-headed, stubborn, breadwinner, bring home some bacon, competitive, and physical. Do you see how any of those things come under what husbandman means? Okay, I have some examples for you. So, in general, most women in life desire two things, and that's marriage and children, and to be found attractive. I mean, we all got ready this morning, right? We put makeup on, we fixed our hair. We, we, we've, um, we love to bring out our natural beauty that God has given us, okay? God has placed the desire in man to satisfy a woman's needs to reproduce and to be found attractive, right? It shouldn't be a negative thing that your husband enjoys your beauty, right? Um, and so I want to embrace that when he says, oh, Alex, you look beautiful this morning. And you're just like, I just got out of bed and I haven't even brushed my teeth. Instead of being like, embrace that because God has placed that desire in him to fulfill that need of our own right um I think that's beautiful when when like you know we've had children or certain things have changed in our bodies and they find those imperfections the most beautiful thing and it's like yeah right I did grow that child that's exactly right you know um and then another thing I noticed with Lance is he loves to provide for us and when he's sick or work has been slow, he gets really restless and his patience lessens and it's hard for him to relax. It's not a negative thing. And don't take it personal when he's like, well, just enjoy your time at home with us. It's in him, it's innate in him that God put this desire to provide, to cultivate, to work. It's, um, he was made to work, even Adam was made to work in the garden before the fall. that didn't change because of the fall. He was made to work. It's harder now because of the fall. but He's always been given the desire to work and to work hard. So encourage and be thankful and let him know that you are appreciative of how hard he wants to work because that's important. When we nag at that, it's hard because that's their drive to do. Um, So that's important you guys have any examples like just like brandy was talking about the decisiveness so like the hard-headed and stubborn and thinking like why are you so stubborn and just think man he's got a lot of diligence to do things look at it in that light versus being like man that's hard-headed but thinking you know what i give up because i stub my toe and i'm like i'm out i'm done you figure it out and he's going to keep continuing to do it until he gets it done um does anyone have any examples of with their husbands of how their are a husbandman? I can wait i'm a good waiter <laughs> I had a college professor that said the average wait time is two seconds people need time to process let them wait them out they'll come up with something chuck is very good at um like he'll figure it out he will work at it until he figures it out and he's very meticulous and the things that he ends up producing are like masterful quality and he, May have j- just spent a lot of time watching youtube videos yeah. to figure out how to do it but he's gonna figure it out and if i don't if i can't do it pretty well the first time i do it i'm like i'm out yeah i'm a great starter sometimes when I'm finishing yeah. gets petered out and lance has to come in and s- swoop in and be like save the day i was tiling our shower when we were building our house and i got a little ahead of myself and my ability and i'm not a crier but it was like eleven thirty at night, which is past my bedtime. So my emotions are already, you know. And Lance had 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 a herniated disc at the time in his back, and he was crippled in the bed. And I remember the dry, the grout was drying faster than I could clean it off, and it was black on white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I think I'm gonna cry in here. And he was like, Oh, I'm coming because you don't <laughs> cry. <laughs> so. He crippled in like this and got the water hose because we didn't have running water in our bathroom yet and he dragged it from the inside. <laughs> and so I think of those things that he does that provides, you know, that completes my attributes to his attributes. They mesh really well together when we understand them. Um, so any others?
2: Uh, we had issues with our hot water heater. Um, because of our water, we turn leave the house and we come back and we're always having trouble with this hot water here. He replaced the element, he replaced all these different things. It was the circuit breaker at the box. Oh. But he continued doing like <laughs> until it got fixed. go out to figure out what the problem
1: was. But the diligence <laughs> paid off, right? That's the Mr. Fixer like uh, you want to call somebody yet? <laughs> yeah. But to see, but but the reward at the end is, and then you get to love on him for doing these things, you know, that they they figured these things out. I love that. Very good. Okay. All right, we're going to do the the third attribute, which is savior, okay? If you put fighter, knight in shining armor, insensitive, macho man, risk taker, okay? A lot of these sometimes can be used very derogatory, but we're going to look at the positive aspects. Okay, so we're going to turn to Genesis 3. We're going to read 14 through 20.
2: What was the second attribute, sorry? Husbandman. Okay.
1: Husbandman. One word. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start at 314. Okay. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed, and you shall bruise you on the head, and you, you shall bruise him on the hill. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain and childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children. Yet your desire will be for you and your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and you have eaten from the tree, about which I commended you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread, till you return to the ground, because from you were taken for you are dust and to dust you shall return. Now the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. I love how you get all this, the fall and the curses and all these negative things, and it ends with Adam naming Eve because before, her it's woman, and he names her Eve because she is the mother of all living. Even in death of them from the fall, he names her mother of all living. I just love how that wraps up there. Okay, so Savior, Um, when it says send him out, it's a Savior rescues someone or something. He loves, values, and esteems. Um, You shall bruise him on the hills, a conflict with evil, always conflict, fighting, or controversy. Man bruises you on the head. It's a risk to man's comfort, safety resources, and possibly his own life. Um, So if we look at fighter, not shining armor, insensitive, macho man, risk taker. We just got back last week. We went to New Mexico and went skiing with my siblings and my parents. And um, one night we went to a restaurant with just my parents, because Lance has lovely food allergies, that the, that what they were cooking was not edible for him, so we went and ate with my parents. And we were going to this restaurant, and we go to sit down. And I I about sit in a seat, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like oh. So I scooted over to the other seat, and it's because where Lance wanted to sit, it was in vision of the entrance of the door. And it's a natural instinct to me. It was just like, I was just trying to sit in the easy spot where it was, but he wanted sight line and the vision of to protect. He wanted to be ready in case, no matter what, I mean, it could be anything. Someone come in, he wanted the direct line sight to be able to protect at any moment of any given notice. And um, that's just a natural instinct that men have. I was clueless. I'd be like, oh, the, look at all the decorations, and the, they still have their Christmas decor up. And he was thinking, I'm like, in a case of an emergency, I need to be exits. And I was just way, I didn't even think about that. My mom was like, it's a man thing, always ready. I thinking, okay. Um, does anyone have any examples of savior aspect of their spouse or significant other? This is kind of
2: telling on myself, I guess. Um, I used to, like, never wear my seatbelt, and, (laughs) which I know is (laughs) a good thing, but when I met my husband, uh, he's from Kansas, I'm from Oklahoma, and he was taking me home to meet his family for the first time, and i hop in the truck, and, of course, not wearing my seatbelt, and he buckles up, and I could tell something was, like, kept looking over at me while we were on the highway, and he's like, I'm, and we were freshly dating, so, yeah. And he looked over and he's like, "I'm really sorry. I don't mean to like tell you what to do, but will you please put your seatbelt <laughs> on because Rex happened on here, and I just don't want anything." So he just he's always like, "Yeah," kind of looking out yeah. in case of an accident kind of thing. So I was like, "That's a way of yeah showing that he's that's his uh, love language." So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, in my uh, Mondays class, I teach class with. Uh, middle schoolers um, and we're reading King Arthur and it's all about knights and their quests, All they go on all these quests um, and they've got the fancy armor, they've got their crest and they've got their chivalry and their, their pride and their honor um, and even if they have the best armor, they have the best shield and the best um, helmet and all these things they're more worried about their honor and the what's on the inside and so I feel like the outward appearance is a, is a direct inward maturity of, of that. And so nine-jarning armor can be a good thing when their outward appearance reflects their inward appearance and their inward maturity. Um, and so it's really neat to see those, the boys get to read King Arthur and, and the men and how um, at all costs it is to save and protect Logres where they're from. Um, it's really neat to see because I feel like in our culture right now, we've kind of lost that nine shiny bomber. And it's not a negative thing, Is these men are our saviors in, in a lot of ways. And Jesus is a man, He was. he's our ultimate savior. And so when we when we take that away from men, it, it not only damages them, but it damages us as women as well. Um, so, really good. Any other examples? I'm honestly really bad myself about having that mindset of yeah. oh, I gotta see the exit, like, I gotta affect <laughs> all my friends, mm-hmm. but. What's awesome about my husband is I don't have to worry about that with him because he's the one that's like, I want to see what's going on. Like, if we're walking down the road, he wants to be on the car side of the road. Yeah. Just like, all of those little things. So that's something that comes naturally to me, but I don't have to do that with him. It, it is. And it's a warm feeling inside when they when they do those things. For, yeah. for me, it, it just makes me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm taken care of, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then like when my son opens the door and he holds doors open for women, it's just those little acts that start little that prepare them for their future of doing these things that God designed them to do um, is I think is great. Another one that's hard sometimes is when sometimes our men come off as insensitive. Um, especially with women, we're more subjective. Just, this is how we're designed and, and it meshes really well with objective and subjective. I mean, they go well together. Um, but it's okay that men aren't these sensitive, emotional beings. It's okay. I mean, you look in the Old Testament and you see where God has called, well, when he um, calls these Joshua and Caleb and he calls them and he, they wipe out entire people groups, men, women, and children. And if they were sensitive beings, do you think they could come under God's authority and wipe out a entire people group? No, that there's, there's, there's positive things to come from. Not being so sensitive. If Lance was sensitive, granted, I'm not the most gentle, nurturing person, but he's. Um, if he was like that, there would be there would be lots of issues in our marriage because I sometimes think with my feelings, and that's not always how things get done or how best things can be. Just like making decisions, if I think with just my sensitivity, my it can change from two hours, you know, or that time, you know, you just all of the things that and that, and then they can just take out that emotion and make the decision, what a weight off my shoulders it is um, to know that he's doing the best for our family. Um, That's important. Okay, the last one that we're going to cover today is Sage. And we're going to read in Proverbs about this one. It's Proverbs 4. If you want to turn to Proverbs 4. So, sages, trained by wiser men, matures in wisdom, and takes place among the sages. Okay, so I'm going to read Proverbs 4, 1 through 5. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Okay. So get wisdom. Get understanding. Acquire. We are not born wise, but we have the capacity to become wise with experiences. Does become wise with experience. One does become wise. Um, so practical would be in Exodus. 35, 35 when God gives men practical wisdom just when, he, when they're building um, the tabernacle. Th- these men come together and use their practical wisdom and their skills to create the tabernacle after they've exited Egypt and they're out and that God tells them to build, bring your skills together and build the tabernacle um, while we're in wandering, okay? The philosophical side of wisdom is is a Proverbs 14 15. If you want to turn real quick to that one, I'll read in the fear of the oh, wait, no, that's not 15. Okay. The naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his first steps. So, um, there was a this one's this one's a, a negative on me because my husband is he has a lot of wisdom and he has a lot of just little liners that he says to bring me back to wherever I may be off from. Um, but there's one time where I always, I always tell him, don't Socratic me, just tell me what you need or what I'm doing wrong. Cause he's always like asking me these questions and leading me down this path so I can become wise. And I'm like, stop Socratic me, just tell me like God. Um, but, but I see what he's doing there. He's building me up. He's, bringing me alongside um, and training me up that I can self-reflect and use my own wisdom um, and not just be a checkbox because I'm just very black and white, rule follower. Just tell me and I'll do it. But he's, he's like, you need, to, you need to come up with it. You need to be wise in your own ways. You can't just follow the next person um, because they told you to do this. And so I appreciate that about him. Sometimes sometimes it's not even using his words. Sometimes I'll be my voice starts raising and I get a little higher pitch and I know that's because my emotions are rising and I'm not ma- maybe speaking the way I should. He'll just gently like put his hand on my leg or put his arm around me and it's like, oh man you know, I need to bring it down. Or sometimes he'll come around the corner on <laughs> <laughs> the friends episode with Ross. And so instead of and that allows me, to not be defensive back. It allows me to take in just those, that physical touch or just the, this down here or his one little zingers with his sarcastic tone mm-hmm. that allows me to stop in my tracks, process, and, ben- and about 90% of the time he's right. Like, I need to,
2: mm, you know?
1: Um, but understanding that he's not doing it to, to harp on me or to puff out his chest and be like, I'm more righteous than you, listen to me. It's done out of love and, and because he's there to train me and to equip me for things. And when I look at it like that, how much more I gained and listen to him knowing those things that he's trying to um, give to me. And so like the honorary sarcastic, he's very honoring, and very sarcastic. Um, and so he's got these little things, and that's how he gets me without me just jumping and starting me like, "Well, you're doing this, and you've done that, and you left your shoes out again. I've asked you to pick them up." Those types of things, um, and sometimes like the know-it-all, like one more thing he has to share. But that's that's what God gave Desire to to teach to to share their knowledge and wisdom with with others and with you. So embrace it. Um, you. You want him to engage with you and to share what he's done at work, all these these new things that that he's done. Um, so those things are really really good. And Prince Charming, like sometimes they do say everything right. Like it's good that he's Prince Charming. It's good that he prays for you. He does these things that he he knows Scripture, and when he speaks those things to you, that is it's very Prince Charming. You know, it's not it's not just the he's trying to gets you to the next level, he cares about you. Those things are so important. Um, does anyone have any examples of Prince Charming, Honorary sarcastic, or or a know-it-all with their significant other?
2: I'll share a know-it-all one. <laughs> 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 so um, Brennan travels quite a bit and whenever he does,
1: I'm left with the farm tours and things, but majority of the time I stay inside and not out there. And I don't like asking for help. So when I have to call him because something goes wrong and he's trying to tell me how to fix it,
2: I don't receive that very well. <laughs> and so, um, like and he's like, well, if you do it this way, if you'll just take a deep breath, do it this way. And I'm like, well, you just think you know everything. and You're not even here to deal with it. You just <laughs> left me with this mess. And then, so then I come back though and after I get off the phone with him and I take my second to myself, <laughs> <laughs> if I do what he told me to do, it works out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes.
1: So. And you'll see that too with with your husband when, when they're working with the children. Like me, I'm I'm daily in the grind with him doing things, and so it's not as easy. Like he'll take them and he's like teaching them, that which takes triple as long versus me. It's like I'll just do the dishes real quick and I can get them done and be, be done. And he's like this is what you do, you wash this first, you set it here, the silverware goes here. And I'm just like, ah!
0: <laughs> the patience and the that wisdom that that takes is yeah. just,
1: the, the way that they, that they can share that with others um, is really, really neat, really neat. That's a really good example. When we get over ourselves mm-hmm. and accept that help and wisdom,
2: how much better it goes It was a lot easier, <laughs> <than> my way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anything else on that? that's it's really good and how much better you can respond to that knowing the way that the way that he chose to do it yeah, that's very wise. yeah Lance is always like uh, ninety percent of communication is nonverbal <laughs> <laughs> you don't say yeah it's like I didn't say anything he's like you didn't have to <laughs> uh, yeah a lot of talks in the van on the way home sometimes <laughs>
2: yeah Eric, like, he studies the Bible like basically all day, every day. (laughs) And he's been working on this Bible study for a friend of his that's going through, they're doing this Bible study in the month of March or whatever, and he's working on it. And I was working, I guess this was last Thursday, and I made reservations for lunch at Karsten, and so I emailed him because I knew he was on his computer. And I emailed him, and I'm like, okay, so lunch is at 11.15, and he never responds. And I'm like sitting there on my computer, and now he's on his computer. And I'm like, really? Okay, so I guess we're not going. I have to So I wait, and it's like 11 o'clock, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll call and cancel. And apparently, he was, like, so into it, and finally I was like, I had reservations, and I had to cancel, and blah, 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 like, you know, this is after, like, at 1230. And he was like, okay, but what you don't understand is I made this huge breakthrough. Like, I had been through the book of Ephesians, like, so many times, blah, 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 and it finally clicked, and he's <laughs> got, like, three Bibles out, I mean, we're talking like, about <laughs> Yes, all the different verses and everything, and... I was like, okay. And so then I felt really bad because I went off on him. But apparently he had this huge breakthrough that he hadn't had in like months or something. And so it was one of those things where I feel guilty. I'm like, but he he doesn't come across as a know at all. Like he will sit there and even if he knows everyone is saying the wrong thing or they have it totally misinterpreted, he's just like,
1: So that's funny you said that because. My husband. So then I
2: feel
1: bad. <laughs> in the same girl group, and he was like, I know, he's sitting over there and he's got lots to say, <laughs> yeah. but he's just yeah. sitting over there, and I can't wait for him to no. share his yeah. insights. You <laughs> waiting for it too. Yeah, no. they're like, <laughs> I know, I, can, I just read it, because landsides are very he's good. He on his phone
2: and he has
1: it in the yeah. creek, and then he has it in the yeah. image, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So when you go home, I want you to think of some of these things. And show grace and understanding and delight in these things that you um, know about your husband and how God created him to be in his own image so we can better fellowship with him and our Heavenly Father. Um, and before we leave, I want—I have a um, from Colossians. This is a prayer I pray for, for Lance um, that I pray for him. It's Colossians 1, verse 9 through 12. This is one of Paul's letters. And it says, We have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that we will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, And so I, that's one of the prayers I love to pray over Lance. Um, and that's one thing too, like when, when you're in those times of um, conflict or struggle because of some of these wonderful attributes, just praying and thanking the Lord for your husband and for the, the stubbornness, for the, the, the diligence that they have. And how much softer and gracious your heart will become towards towards some of those things that might rub you the wrong way. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of that. You guys have any questions? All right. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I do have... Just a quick, um, a handout for you guys that goes over the four attributes and the verses where you can find those. So whenever you're in those moments, you have this to reflect back on. Thanks, Cammie. <laughs> to remind you that these are great
2: qualities. y'all.
0: <laughs>
1: Lovely Costco paper. <laughs> and then I also have this last little handout. Um, I've been blessed in my life to have people pour into me, um, of wise women and men that have allowed Lance and I to have a strong marriage. And these are um, thoughts for wives. It's 10 things that your husband wishes you knew about him with scripture to back up these fillings and it kind of goes along with some of these attributes and some of the things that men deal with on the regular that, um, that just gives us a better understanding too along with these attributes that we talked about and then there's some resources on the back um, about fellowship with your, in your marriage and um, I've read these first two and they're really really good um, for women only it talks about men and all these things that we talked about in here there's some of those things in there and a few other things and then For Better, For, work, for work Best um, by Dr. Gary Smalley, which is focused on the family um, crew. And these are just 10 little things about men that they wish their wives or girlfriends knew about them. Just as, as a fun little resource that I always found really helpful to understand some of the daily stressors that are under. <laughs>
0: Well, that's all for True to the Bible podcast this time. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you did, or if you want to listen to some other lessons on True to the Bible podcast, make sure that you subscribe or like this podcast. If you have any questions about anything that you heard or you're interested in how you can be saved, make sure you contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Again, thanks for joining us for this lesson, and we hope to hear from you soon.